Hey everybody, welcome back to Pod Lasso. Talking Ted. I'm Logan. And I'm Jess. And we're gonna be talking about season two, episode I forgot the number, three. I think it's three. Yes. Do the rightest thing. Which is a reference to a Spike Lee movie. Um, which has so little, I guess, like, at, you would think there would be, like, Spike Lee references in this episode, or maybe I don't know enough about Spike Lee movies to catch the references. But the title is the only one I recognize. <laughs> <laughs> well, all of it went over my head, so we'll just consider that well done. <laughs> I mean, I only know because it's the name of a movie, Do the Right Thing. So, which I saw once a long time ago, um, makes me a terrible cinephile because I'm not like I've seen like three or four Spike Lee movies, um, and I think he's fine, but it's like he's just not. I'm not like ooh Spike Lee. Uh, anyway, he <laughs> has nothing to do with this episode. Uh, we're gonna spoil the episode, so if you didn't watch it, I mean <laughs> you're about two years too late. Huh? <laughs> <laughs> Um, we probably will spoil stuff future episodes and also possibly stuff about season three, which is currently airing um, late in the podcast. So you'll have plenty of spoiler warning if you're if you're literally just following along with us as we talk about the episodes. I mean, good for you for not watching ahead because I couldn't do it. <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, I binged the whole thing, so. Um, so as I, I, as I do, I have a question to start the episode, but I do have two questions because I'm worried that the answer to the one question I came up with, we might have the same answer, which would be, uh, a pretty, it's going to be a pretty boring answer. Um, have you ever protested anything? <laughs> no. Yeah, me either. And <laughs> I was like. That's such a good question, but it's only a good question if you have a story. Exactly. And if you don't have a story and the answer is no, then you just like either sound like, um, well, I, I guess I sound like a middle-aged white dude who's never had to protest anything. So, <laughs> <laughs> And I sound like a privileged white girl who has never had to protest anything. So, <laughs> uh, yeah. Um. So that that's kind of boring, and I mean, Ted brings it up towards the end of the episode when, and it's completely fair when things happen to people. The media tends to take notice most of the time, so um, you know, fair enough. The backup question is, who was your celebrity crush when you were a kid? <laughs> um. A lot of them, but the one that <laughs> comes to mind just because I've been listening to this podcast and one of their like Patreon questions is who is like your first celebrity crush. And so I'm going to I'm going to go with good old uh, JTT, Jonathan Taylor Thomas. I mean, he like you cannot understate how fucking huge that kid was. I know. Like <laughs> it. Insane. Like he was just an empire unto himself. And then 
like so many of those people, he kind of vanished, but mm-hmm. because he wasn't any good. I know. That's the thing. Uh, he was great. Yeah. So I don't know. I never, I have never, um, I haven't looked him up in, in recent years to see what he's got going on or not going on or whatever. But yeah, I'll, I'll say, I'll say JTT. <laughs> I mean, yeah. I mean, he was he could he could act. He was really talented. He was, uh, I recall, he was a decent singer. Yeah, I'm trying to um, remember because he voiced uh, Young Simba in The Lion King, but I don't remember if he was. The, I don't. Yeah. The singer, I don't or know. if someone else did. Yeah, I know Matthew Broderick didn't do, because Matthew Broderick was the adult Simba, but he also didn't do the songs, which also seemed weird because Matthew Broderick isn't great but he's good like he can yeah. sing you know yeah and it's like robin williams does the genie songs in aladdin <laughs> so uh, right well, if josh gad can have a broadway career <laughs> then... i like josh gad <laughs> i do too however they wrote he is they, not... yeah. they like purposely wrote the book of mormon for him uh, in, for Broadway, and then I think he's improved his acting chops slightly. I don't know. He's 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 pretty good as Olaf. <laughs> um, he <laughs> not to get off on the Josh Gad thing, but he <laughs> is on a show on Apple Plus where he is a voice of a character. It's called Central Park. It's an animated show. It's by uh, the the guys that do some of the guys that do Bob's Burgers are involved, mm-hmm. but it's an animated musical show. So, like, most of it is songs. There's some plot dialogue stuff, but most of it's songs. Uh, you, I don't know how you feel about, like, animated shows. You may or may not enjoy it. I know you like, you're, like, theatrical stuff. So, um, and yeah. Josh, Josh Gad is this, like, homeless dude. Well, I, I say homeless. I don't know if he's homeless. He, he's, uh, he's like a bard, kind of. He, like wanders around Central Park and kind of creepily follows his family around and sings songs about him. Oh my sounds gosh. Very, it sounds stranger than it actually is in the show, <laughs> but um, it, it's a lot of fun. I really enjoy it. Um, anyway, so my kid, I don't know where to start. Um, <laughs> <laughs> That's why I just went with first, like the first I could yeah. remember. Yeah. So, so the one I think that made a lasting impression to the point of like in from like crushing on her when I was a kid, like seeing her in things when I was uh, like uh, older teen, early 20s, seeing her in things in my 30s, seeing her things in my 40s, uh, Diane Lane, uh, like straight up. Like uh, my uh, one of my cousins texted me this weekend. Was like, "Have you ever seen The Outsiders?" And I was like, uh, "Yeah, man, Diane Lane, <laughs> <laughs> like Cherry, like that's it. Like that was we read that book in high school, and then we wa- we got to watch the movie. No, I'm sorry, it was junior high. Uh, we got to watch the movie because we had read the book, and mm-hmm. I was like, "Who is that?" Because I love her. <laughs> and then just like. I, my life. Anytime it's like. Ooh, Diane Lane. Like I think in my 30s. She was in. <sighs> Under the Tuscan Sun. Mm. And like that is not my kind of movie. 
but <laughs> Diane Lane. <laughs> so, like, I'm like, I'm there, man. Um, so I, like I don't that. know that she was my first, um, but uh, it, you know, honestly, it it this sounds creepy and weird, but like, if I go back to like being a kid, kid, like seven or eight. Pretty much all I did was watch cartoons. So my first crush is probably a cartoon character. So. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I think that's probably true of, of most most kids. That Either that or maybe DJ Tanner. Oh, so, yeah. You know. Um, but she she did not. It, like, at least JTT had the decency to, like, if he's, like, somebody I wouldn't want with at least he's no longer out there like spreading his opinion about things <laughs> where she just seems to not want to shut up so um i'm so glad yours wasn't kirk cameron <laughs> <laughs> no i don't think no. you're you're old enough for kirk cameron though no not not quite not quite and i uh i I almost said, well, I mean, I almost said, like, Jared Leto from his younger days, but... I mean, I'm, okay, so... That would not be... Yeah. It wouldn't be, like, the first, per se. I was trying to narrow it down, because, I mean, we could talk... This could be, like, an entire podcast yeah. about celebrity crushes, but anyway. Yeah, Jared Leto was, like, uh, I saw My So-Called Life, and I was like, I wish yeah. I was as cool as that dude. Now I'm just like... Jared Leto's such a douchebag. <laughs> I know a lot of people don't like him, but I love Thirty Seconds to Mars also. So, uh, yeah, me too. And then like that band came out, I was like, "See, he's such a cool dude." And then like I found out more about him, I was like, "Oh no, he's kind of a jerk." But yeah, like he's still kind of cool. But yeah, Claire still kind of hot. <laughs> yeah, like <laughs> he looked good as as the the streetwalker or whatever term they want to use in um, the one he won the Oscar for uh, with Matthew McConaughey. Oh yes. Oh my gosh. Uh, Dallas Buyers Club. Yes. It's <laughs> like, how you look good. You're supposed to look like a, a crackhead hooker. How mm-hmm. you look good. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, that, I mean, ooh, that was a tough, that was a tough watch. That was a tough movie. Uh, um, on to the episode Do the rightest thing uh, Maybe Not the best episode of Ted Lasso But maybe At least in the terms of Jamie Tart, The <laughs> most important episode Of Ted Lasso Because mm-hmm. if you hadn't turned a corner on this dude yet By the end of this episode Like There's just no way You don't like Jamie <laughs> I know. I was like, this is the episode. <laughs> it's this one. <laughs> this is where I was all in on Jamie. And I was like, oh, I am here for this. Let's go. <laughs> I mean, and we get him being a like an asshole, like st- almost straight up into the thing. But we'll we'll get to that. So yeah. um, it opens with Ted meeting Nora, um, <laughs> which is absolutely adorable because... She straight up matches energy with Ted. Oh, I know. She's so great. And I and also I, not to jump ahead, but like th- having the two British actresses in this episode side by side 
only further amplifies, and also having seen Ted's son in a recent episode, it only amplifies how not great that kid that plays Ted's son is. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. He's doing what he needs to do, but he's just not that good. <laughs> yeah, no, I agree with you. Now, I haven't seen, well, we can talk about this later, but I haven't seen the most recent episode yet. So, okay. as per usual, I'm one behind. Um, I've had such a wild weekend, I don't even remember what the last episode was about. So. Oh, good. Okay. Well, maybe maybe I'm not A, so not too much, and B, hopefully you, can, you can't spoil anything. <laughs> yeah, hopefully I don't accidentally blurt something out there. But I, I don't, I can't even remember details of it. So. That's um, fine. That's fine. We'll figure it out. So. Uh, meeting Nora means that Sassy is in town and like I always forget that she's only barely in this episode Mm -hmm. and I swear every time I watch it I'm just like oh yeah Sassy and then she's not in the rest of the episode and it's so disappointing (laughs) I know I love her too but it is a very Nora heavy episode which I also loved and so I looked the, the girl up that plays Nora. Uh, I forget her name now. Um, but I was like, she seems so familiar. And I pulled her up on IMDb. And, like, she has not done anything that I've seen and not done much at all. So this is, like, her, like, big, like, on-screen thing. that okay. she's, she's And she's so phenomenal. Yeah, uh, her name is Kiki May. Kiki May, yeah. But I swear, I, like, the whole time I'm like, I know I've seen this girl in something. But she reminds me of Bella Ramsey, who uh, uh, was in yeah. Game of Thrones and most recently in The Last of Us, uh, which yeah. I know you probably haven't gotten around to, so I won't. <laughs> no, well, friends, a friend of mine is uh, uh, my co-host on the, on my other podcast. He was an extra in it. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah, they were filming up near him, so. It's such a good show, but it, it, it it's very heavy. It's I very know. heavy. Yeah, so. I, know, also, I know it's based on a video game, too, so. Yeah. Um, so, anyway, Sassy's in town only for, like, the three minutes she's in the scene. <laughs> but we do find something out per Ted and her's conversation in front of Rebecca. A- mm-hmm. It's been six months since they had their one night stand or kind of sort of one night stand, Um, (laughs) which gives us at least a time frame for how long it's been since like, uh, because that was towards the end of season one. Yeah, it was towards the end. Um, Yeah. And we're now in episode three. So there's been six months in between all of that. Yeah, because it, it has felt like there's been a little bit of, like, time jumping through the first couple episodes of season two. And we, <laughs> Rebecca asked the all-important question, was he like this when you two were, <laughs> she implies, she doesn't say anything, and she goes, oh, yes, the whole time. <laughs> and I, like, every time she says that, I'm like, well, maybe now I understand why, why Ted just i can't do this anymore (laughs) (laughs) um yeah 
I, yeah, I think once you come to the realization, which they, I feel like they've said, but until this scene doesn't really like hammer at home of like, he really is always like this. It has got to be exhausting to be married <laughs> to. Like, not like you can't even like drop the act behind closed doors. And, and I, I hate to say act. Yeah. Will come out a lot later. Uh, but um, it is defense mechanism that he just cannot drop. And yeah. Like, man, yeah, that would get to be so much. It would, yeah. You do cut out for like a second periodically. I don't think it's <sighs> messing with stuff too much. I don't know how to, but I don't know that we can fix it. So I was debating if I should mention something, but. <laughs> Maybe it's Skype. I think it's I think it's the Skype recorder, which is I'm not, annoying. I'm hardwired in. It didn't do this last time. <laughs> it didn't. I know, which is bizarre. Um, it's, I mean, it's not too super distracting. If I accidentally start to talk over you, I'm sorry. It may be that. It oh, it's out. fine. <laughs> and I thought there was a silence. <laughs> <laughs> I was. I don't. I don't. Did we discuss this? Um, I don't. I uh, was talking to someone. Uh, well, I mean, banter comes up in this episode. I met someone through a dating app. Uh, oh. We went on one date. Uh, before we went out, uh, she asked me, she was asking me questions. and I, But, like, I love Star Wars stuff. I'm into podcasting. And, like, you know, I just podcast about the things that I like with my friends. And she was like, oh, I like Star Wars. What's your Star Wars podcast? And I sent it to her. And episode. And her response was, do you always talk that much? <laughs> no. <laughs> and so I was like, do I talk a lot? She was like, yeah, it seems like you don't let anybody else have time to talk. And I was like, oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> I feel really bad now. Like, I need to apologize to all the people I podcast with because I'm just like. Do I not? Do I talk over you? I don't intend to. I get excited. It's yeah. not that I'm trying to cut anybody off. I just get really excited. I'm like, ooh, ooh yeah, yeah, yeah. No, because so. I got to do. I got to do the same thing I, every once in a while. I'll just, I'll just sort of like jump in because sometimes if I, if I don't, I forget what I'm gonna say, and then or yep. like we kind of like move on and we like kind of like lose the moment. But no, I don't. <laughs> I don't feel like you, I don't feel like you talk too much, especially not like on ours, but I, I think, I mean, there's a certain role you have to like, I don't know how familiar she is with podcasting, but like when you're the one that's trying to like drive the conversation and kind of doing like the recappy parts, which is normally the role that you fill, like you just naturally do the majority of the talking because you're setting the scene and then I'm kind of chiming in with like commentary. You know, it's like two announcers, one that talks constantly and the other one that just like adds comments. Like, that's how yep. I feel about it. That And and right. You don't like you don't want to be the like, I, I mean, somebody has to. And I, I enjoy doing it like I take notes. And but like if if you had the, your preference, like and, and the announcers are in this episode. I didn't know that they were real announcers. I found that out this week. I was um, wondering. I've been wondering <laughs> that. I'm like, are these actors or announcers? Because they really have a great like announcer presence. So. They are hundred. Um, and they that's their names. <laughs> they play themselves. Uh, although I'm sure amazing. fictionalized 
versions of themselves. Um, <laughs> but uh, I love that man, right? Like the the straight guy who's like giving you all the facts and like that's great, man. But you like if you could choose to be somebody, you want to be the guy that chimes in with, "Well, I think it's going to be a draw." <laughs> like mm-hmm. that's the guy you want to be. <laughs> hmm. I would agree with that statement. <laughs> I mean, you know, if I, I've never, I've like a few times I've sat in that seat where like having to drive the whole show, I do not prefer it by any stretch of the imagination. I am very happy to let all of my co-hosts take that seat if they want it. <laughs> um, I I think I I originally when we. Started getting off on a tangent but uh i was not that person because i was podcasting with spencer and oh. then when ryan and i started doing he is not that person so i was like oh i have to be that person mm-hmm. because i have to drive the show because if i'm like what did you think about the episode? It's just going to be like, oh, I thought it was pretty good. I'm like, okay, well, we're not going to have a three-minute podcast. Man, so. <laughs> you got to talk about the details. <laughs> <laughs> um, but anyway, back to the episode. So banter uh, comes up pretty quickly. So does Dubai Air. Mm-hmm. Uh, Sam has done a, a photo shoot with Dubai Air that turned out very well. Um He's all excited for it. We'll get to that later. Jamie cracks a really bad joke about, <laughs> like, even for Jamie, it's a bad joke. I know. And they are just not having it, man. Like, they were ragging on Sam, like, you know, just playing. And Jamie's really, like, not even remotely offensive joke, just bad. And they're just like, nah, man, like, we ain't having it. Um, yeah, um, I mean, they're definitely giving him the, like the cold shoulder. Like no one wants, no one wants him there. Like they're they're mad because they probably feel like Ted went back on his word to a certain extent. You know, <laughs> Ted or lead. Um, <laughs> uh, there is one really good joke in there, and we'll, we'll talk some more about it later. Uh, the grinder thing. Oh is really funny. It's really funny. <laughs> There's a few things I picked up on this episode that I did that I just completely glossed over um, on a first watch, like when I went through it the first time. So, yeah. Well, but we gotta talk about them later. <laughs> um, and I also do enjoy. Uh, I enjoy it when Ted pulls Beard into the the. Whatever he's talking about, and Beard has so little to say. <laughs> this week, Coach, very physical. Anything else to add? I mean, borderline, like, um, it's going to be very violent. <laughs> I know, like, he just, he cracks me up. I lo- I just, I love, I love Beard. He, he makes it so funny. In small doses, sometimes. Sometimes. <laughs> As, as yeah. we may or may not find out. <laughs> Somebody else is going to drive the conversation for that episode because Adam will be on. Oh, that's right. So, so. Good. 
good because I'm gonna have I don't to tell think him either like, one of and us. And keep it, keep it to like 45 minutes. <laughs> oh no! Oh no! Yeah, I don't think either one of us are super fans of that episode. So I, I'm not, not at all. But um, yeah, I'm, I'm interested to to hear his take on it. So, um, where went? Where am I? At? Oh, uh, so Nora is staying with Rebecca given some speech somewhere out of town mm-hmm. and Rebecca has no idea what to do with a, she's probably 12. Yeah. 13. I, 12 or 13. I couldn't quite, I couldn't quite peg it, but they keep saying six years and she was six. So I think that would have to make it 12. Yeah. Um, yeah. Cause yeah. Because she mentions her being six when they go to this restaurant and they're surrounded by uh, <laughs> like very young girls. And mm-hmm. um, she's like, oh, this is boring for you. Um, and that it's kind of interesting to see people who don't know what to do. I mean, it's understandable because she didn't have kids of her own. Um but I I've I don't have kids, but I'm surrounded by them constantly. So it it's funny. Um when I when I used to go hang out with Spencer and Katie, uh, my friends up in Chattanooga who I mentioned probably way too much, their son Ezra, um they used to get so worried about like, oh well Logan's just gonna be bored like he and he has like no idea how to like relate to the kid like never really kind of putting it together and like the more i would go up there and hang out with him and like hang out with ezra it's just like oh like you know like how to like not drop down to that level but like just how to relate at that level you're not like talking above them or down to them or um making them feel like Treating them like they're they're three when they're six, <laughs> you know. Yeah, yeah. No, it's a it's a fine line. I mean, it was something that I don't know that I was great at before I had kids. Because I mean, I have a, a lot of friends that have um, kids that are a good bit older than my own children, and so I was like, I never, I, I was never sure if I really did like a good job. Like I was never because I didn't have kids of my own, so I was never the one that went over and like offered to help I was never the one that would be like oh give me the baby like let me hang out and with the baby and do the things and you can like get a break like I was never that friend so <laughs> it was uh I, I it was it was harder like trying to figure out I think how to like relate to their kids and it was easier as they got older yeah I'm I'm better about it's easier for me to talk to kids just like as little people and not like try to like pigeonhole them but yeah I don't I don't know that I was super great with like babies and stuff until I had like my own and then it it's a little easier because you kind of get it at that point but anyway. yeah it's always fun when people who don't really know like that a that I'm into all the things that their 10 year olds are probably into like <laughs> Star Wars and Marvel and all of this crap and then to be around and when I'm like start talking about it, they look at me like, what? 
they'd be like, wait, you've actually seen this stuff? Okay. Yeah. Like, but I could talk about baseball and football too if you want me to. Yeah. That's funny. Um, I love uh, her, her, <laughs> her idea, like, okay, we're going to get out of here. And then the idea after that is to go to the, it's not, I don't know what they call them. It would be an American doll store here. Um, yeah. Which they reference, but whatever the British version of that is. <laughs> it was like the <laughs> Girls like... of England or something like that. But they all had like tragic stories and they were all orphans or something. <laughs> <laughs> Which is so funny um, And then she runs into Roy Of all people um, <laughs> With his niece Who uh, also Like that little girl man Like I, I just I know I think I think we said this before I'll take a show about Roy Uncle Roy Just <laughs> Uncle Roy It's so good And they're just so funny together Um Um <laughs> But meanwhile, we're having training, and in training, we get to meet uh, previously uh, that guy, and that guy is Led Tasso, his alter ego. I almost asked you as a question, have you ever had an alter ego? But that sounds psychotic. But, like, <laughs> have you ever, like, pretended to be somebody else or... And I, I was like, well, I've never pretended to be on anybody else. So that's just as boring as like, have you ever protested? <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, no, not really. I never like had like an alter ego or like alter persona or whatever. I think like some kids do. I, I'm more of an introvert. So I feel like that's something that like creative extroverts do. And I, I mean, I had a, like a wild imagination as a kid. Don't get me wrong. I just preferred to keep it all in my head instead of let the crazy yeah. out of the world so yeah I, I wrote it all down i used to write so yeah. <laughs> like there's notebooks somewhere of like things that are like so weird and imaginative and you know eventually i just stopped doing that which is a shame i mean i still write but not like creative writing um writing is hard it is, and it gets harder the older you get because the older you yeah. get, the more that voice that tells you this is dumb, it the, it gets louder. Uh -huh. <laughs> so you're like, this is dumb. This is dumb. Why are you doing it? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Exactly. <laughs> Which is probably why most like big authors that do creative writing are alcoholics or drug addicts. <laughs> <laughs> Because that tends to make that voice shut the fuck up. Yeah, no kidding. Well, there you go. There you go, Logan. Just uh, develop a habit and then you'll be a successful writer. Just kidding. Please do not. Please do not do that. Because I, I love Stephen King. And I was, I was at one point in time fascinated by this idea of like him. Like I, I knew about the alcoholic thing, but his was like coke fueled writing. It was just like okay. do a lot of coke. And write insane things. That explains a lot. <laughs> yeah, he had to get clean for his kids, and so, but he was still writing while as he's getting clean. So you can kind of tell, like where it gets, like it's like no longer the ramblings of a coke fueled dude. It's a dude who's like losing his mind because he's getting sober. So like everything sucks <laughs> And so It's it's all still weird But also 
weird in a way more tragic way. <laughs> and it's like, it's still kind of good, but also like, um, what's the Dreamcatcher? That that's the mm-hmm. big one where it's like, if you if you ever read Dreamcatcher, it's the weirdest shit. <laughs> I want to say I started it. And there's a few of his that I've started and just never been able to finish. I think that was one it, of them. It, it, Parts an, of Atlantis is another. Yeah, I I think that would be probably about the same time. Um, and I recently tried to read Bag of Bones and I was just bored to tears. Uh, I can't. I don't think I've read Bag. I'm gonna kill this dog. <laughs> <laughs> I was wondering how long until you mentioned something about it. <laughs> because I was like, like that's got to be driving you nuts. <laughs> Like she's gonna stop. She's got nothing to bark at. She's got nothing to bark at. <laughs> nope. <I'm gonna> stop. <laughs> <laughs> Just barking at nothing. Mm. Um. Well, I mean, she might. I'm pretty sure our house is on it, but. Um, oh well, there you go. She stares at corners of the wall <laughs> a lot, <laughs> so <laughs> it's kind of creepy. Um. Anyway, back to the show. Uh, Led Tasso. So, Led. <laughs> Ted's alter ego, which, okay, so th- this is one problem I have. I don't want to say problem. One thing with the show where I'm just like, you're not being as clever as you think you are, but I don't know if that's the point. Yeah. From the jump, there's no way you didn't know what he was doing. Right. So, like, for Ted to act like, it was this genius thing felt weird to me. Yeah. Yeah. I don't, you know, I don't know. I was trying to figure out, I was like, does he think this is like a genius move or does he just feel like he's at the end of his rope and he's just going to try anything? You know what I mean? Yeah. Because and, and how did the players not pick up on it? I mean, did they not? I thought they did some. Someone said so. I think Jamie said something. Didn't Jamie say something about the him being yeah, like the Jekyll and yeah. Hyde or whatever? Yeah, you're right. He did. So I just thought they go along with it, and which I guess that's your coach, right? So I guess you're like, like if your boss comes in, and it's just like being a total dick. You're just like, I guess this is what I'm dealing with today. <laughs> kind of, yeah. I mean, yeah. Um. So. I was like, hey, what a coach, whatever this is, like, you know, what, like, what, stop yelling at us. Um, and I, that's when he's like, practice. <laughs> and then Beard snaps him out of it. But uh, I guess the reason it clicked for me is because as they're walking in the locker room, uh, Dr. Sharon is like, that was interesting. And Ted explains it to her. And I'm like, why? Like, no offense, Ted, but, like, she's smarter than you. She clearly knew what you were doing. <laughs> yeah, I, di- I did find that that odd that they felt like they had to explain themselves. But then at the same time, it kind of almost felt like just, like, nervous rambling because she's calling them out. You know, it's kind of like being sent to the principal's office. Just like, why? Like, why even bother? Like, oh, well, blah, 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 blah. She's like, and has that ever worked? Well, no. <laughs> Right, and and it really didn't like for all of his acting, it it didn't really make them Jamie less, you know. Yeah. Even though Jamie kind of like stepped in and was like, "Hey, coach, like knock it off or whatever," um, 
win them to Jamie's side because, you know, as the outburst in the locker room earlier proves, like, they they all have a personal grudge. For Most of them have a personal grudge, but the team itself has a grudge because this is the dude that made the pass that got them relegated. Mm-hmm. Like, there's, it's really hard to make up for that. You know, you got to do something pretty ballsy and, you know, that's what he has to do. Yeah. Um, so, uh, Nora gets to meet, uh, Keely, which is fun. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, but I walk in and she's like, oh, sorry. Sometimes I just sort of use your office. I was like, wait, what? And so, uh, her little plan, the same one she had in season one, right? Or was it a different one? Like the little pink? Or did you notice? I I feel like that's like her signature. I don't know if it's the exact same one, but I also feel like Keely has a, like a dozen of those, if that makes sense. Yeah. <laughs> like, I feel like this was sort of her thing. And I love her reasoning for using Rebecca's office. She's like, <laughs> I like the light and it doesn't, what she said, doesn't smell like anything. Yeah, like it doesn't. Yeah, it doesn't smell weird. It doesn't have weird smells. Something, something like that. Or, and I was like, because well, Keely's office, office is downstairs by the locker room. <laughs> oh well, that makes more sense now. Okay, fair enough. Yeah. Um, because that that's a, Jamie comes into her office later. Um, that tiny little this uh, uh well it's in later in later episode in the season, but the Nate Nate going into her office mm. is one of the funniest moments in the season. Because um, <laughs> keeps walking by it. Anyway, we'll talk <laughs> we'll talk about that when we get there. Um so uh um oh the Keely and Nora. Uh that moment we get that moment we get uh them talking about banter, which Rebecca is quick to dismiss until uh, Nora is like, I think it's kind of cool. Mm-hmm. <sighs> shocking. Shocking. She's like, nah. oh, okay. <laughs> um, and uh, so that's when Sam comes in, right? Yes. Sam yeah. comes in and Says that he, well, I skipped over the moment earlier. We find out that Dubai Air is uh, run by an uh, oil company, Cerithium, something like It's all fictional. But is run by an oil company who has been basically trashing uh, parts of Africa. Mm-hmm. And not owning up to it and bribing the government to get away with it. Uh, Sam was proud of his Dubai Air campaign, texted it to his dad, and his dad came back with, you know, a very stern, like, it hurts my heart to see you be a a shill for a corporation that has done so much to hurt so many in uh, Nigeria, Mm -hmm. Um, which I remember when this episode happened, me thinking, like, God, that seems so harsh from his dad. But yeah. I guess it really isn't. It's just truthful. And we're so not used to people being completely truthful. Like, because we just kind of, like, don't tell people <laughs> anything. <laughs> just, yeah. you know, everything's candy and lollipops, you know. 
it's fine. <laughs> that doesn't hurt my feelings. Um, and it, it should, you know, like if your kid was like a uh, grown up was like trying to sell, like, I don't know, some, something that was like really, really harmful. Like you should be like, Hey, I don't think you should do this. And you would hope that at, your kid would value your opinion enough to be like, oh, well, maybe I should rethink this. Um, yeah. It, that's not the world we live in. Um, m- <laughs> most of the time it would be like, I don't care what you think. I'm going to do what I want. <laughs> exactly. So. Yeah. I was like, that, that, that's definitely where it kind of ends up being like T, like not TV, co- like. Well, I think it's a, it has to be a culture thing, maybe. I mean, maybe. I mean, that's possible. It, him and his dad are also, like, very close. So, you yeah. know, maybe there's that. They have that type of relationship where he feels comfortable being like, hey, I don't know if you realize this, but these, these two people are connected or whatever. But I feel like, wouldn't he have said this before? I mean, Sam's been on the team for a little while in Dubai Air. With the Dubai Air, yeah been their sponsor the whole time so yeah i don't know but i mean you know they needed a story point (laughs) yeah um that would be and it's one of those things where his dad was like well you know this is the team he plays for he's not in charge of that but like he is in charge of his campaigning for things you know so um so yeah, it it does make sense. So contract with the buyer, he doesn't want to do the comes to Keely and Rebecca, who are like immediately understanding. Which also, again, I like my boss. Hey, I don't feel real comfortable with this. My boss would probably be like, "Well, then, um, I just maybe." So, <laughs> bye. <laughs> yeah, um, I don't. I definitely would not get that type of support in my job for sure. I mean, I don't think most of us would, um, oh. especially. If, uh, it's a concern, but also it's also one of those things most of us kind of unfortunately shrug our shoulders at, or like, oh well, what you gonna do? You know, true. Yeah. I work. I work for a trucking company. <laughs> Diesel fuel not really good for the environment, and it's just like, oh well, what are you gonna do? <laughs> so, <laughs> if I was just like, guys, I only want to to work with trucks that are electric, they'd be like, well, this. <laughs> <laughs> Seems like you might want to find a new job, buddy. <laughs> yeah. Um. So Rebecca has this idea she knows the like the he was like a friend of rupert's or something like that and mm-hmm. she's going to call and charm him and let get sam out of his contract uh she i swear to god dog um <laughs> <laughs> she uh she's doing this in front of nora because partly because she wants nora to be impressed with her right oh yeah one hundred percent. Okay. Yeah. I was like, I can't tell if I'm because all the stuff before is not subtle. She's very very clearly trying to win this girl over. I was like, oh, is this her like, oh, I think I found something I can show her. Like, cause Nora's very interested in her job. Yeah. So. 
And I also think she's taking Roy's advice to heart of just, they just, they just want to be a part of your life. Just let them see, yep. what you, do, you know? So I think it's a little bit of both of those things. Um, and the, the guy says, oh, sure, no problem, but you have to do me a favor and get rid of him. Mm-hmm. Which, man, uh, put, you know, puts her in a bind. So when you were binging this, like, what, what do you remember, like, what your thought, thoughts were? Like, oh, shit, is this it for Sam? Uh, yeah, I mean, kind of. I was like. What is she? What is, what is she really gonna do? Like, I mean, does she have a I mean, choice? Because at this point, Sam, like, this is Sam's biggest moment up to now. It is, yeah, yeah. No, I mean, that's why I was. I was like, are they gonna write him off? Maybe that's why he's been getting like some more screen time. Because sometimes they'll do that. They'll give characters mm-hmm. a bigger arc just before they get rid of them. Um, no, I, I was, I was very much wondering, I was like, oh, I was like, oh shit, is she going to give in? Like, is she, is she going to do it? <laughs> um, instead, uh, uh, what they come up with is dictating this letter, uh, which is a really <laughs> funny scene. Yes, it is. <laughs> I don't look, I don't have kids. I, I I know I've said that like three times. I imagine if I had kids, I would not think it's adorable when kids swear. I don't have kids, so when kids swear, I think it's fucking hysterical. <laughs> I think it's hysterical as long as they're not my own. <laughs> <laughs> Anytime Roy's niece says anything, it's just like, that's so funny. I know. Well, no, but I loved this scene with her, Nora. It's so great. I just, I love the translation. It's like, give it to me real, and then like translate to professional speak. <laughs> it's so funny. <laughs> um, me going to see Keeley, which I think happens before this. I think I missed it, messed it up. Um, bitching about how the team doesn't like him <laughs> because, like. Uh, it's still insinuating that they're jealous of him, which I mean, probably a little bit of it, but you're an ass, dude. <laughs> yeah, no, their their main problem with JD is that he was a jackass to every single person. <laughs> that scene earlier when he comes, when Ted calls him into the office, or is it? Either way, he's like, I come up with a plan. I'm going to buy them all PS5s. <laughs> Seems an awful lot like buying affection. <laughs> like, yeah, what what good is money? What better thing to spend money on than love? Which is almost sound logic. <laughs> like, it's so <laughs> close. But, like, it that's not, it's not love that you're trying to get, man. Because <laughs> there's nothing, nothing deeper than, like, and he's already bought me a PS5. Oh, my God. They'd still probably set you on fire. They would still hate him. They'd just have a PS5. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, so, uh, we get... Uh, I love the preamble to the game. Um, we don't get to see the game, which, but it's understandable in this episode. Um, but the, the preamble to it is... 
uh, Soccer Saturday, which Mm -hmm. you're right. It's Gillette Soccer Saturday. I noticed it because we talked about it last time. I was like, oh, yeah, that's what Jess said it was, Gillette Soccer (laughs) Saturday. Um, And uh, Roy, our our two seconds of Roy on TV, but it's it's so worth it, man. (laughs) Oh, good. He's so fucking funny. I know. I know. I love I love him in these scenes where he's just like he's just like, screw this. I'm not gonna play dice. <laughs> and Jamie Tart is a Muppet and I hope he dies disease bitch. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why, but it just always cracks the guy, me. The coach is like <laughs> tell us how you really feel. All right, you were a shit manager. Not me, you twat. <laughs> like, oh my god. <laughs> it's probably the funniest moment in the episode. <laughs> oh yeah, no, one hundred percent. It's hilarious. I don't know why, but like every time Brits call someone a muppet, it just kills me. Like it just makes me laugh so hard. <laughs> well, it's funny because like it, much like word uh which is is like way i mean it's offensive there but like it's offensive in like a playful way mm-hmm. here I, I mean it would be like some, calling somebody an asshole here mm-hmm. like it's de- it's like depends on your inflection but if you called somebody that here they'd be like what the fuck did you like it would be serious man yeah. um because that's that's you know um but uh <laughs> yeah the I muppet know, thing so funny too <laughs> I was like, that's such a, a Britishism. You would you would be hung for saying that here. And we, uh, I mean, it's Jim Henson's fault, right? Like he took that that British phrase and turned it into oh, Muppets. You know, they're mm-hmm. they're puppets, mm-hmm. and like it, it's it's endearing. If you if you were to call somebody a Muppet in America, they'd be like, oh yeah, I guess that's kind of sweet. And it's like it's not sweet though. <laughs> No, but it's hilarious. It just, I love it. It just makes me laugh. It just, it's, it just, it actually sounds insulting coming from a Brit. Yeah. Like, you just don't hear that here. It's funny. I just, it, it's like, I don't know. Again, it's not something that is even super, like, offensive. He, like, hearing it here, but just in that inflection, Roy's whole thing it's funny and just, uh, just I don't know. It kills me. It's probably my favorite, uh, like Roy being, uh, like that kind of Roy in the season. Like just that. I hope he dies of the incurable disease of being a little bitch. Like, <laughs> oh my god, man. Um. So that nice. leads us to the locker room. Mm-hmm. Um, and Sam realizing that shit i've been wearing dubai air on my jersey this whole time mm-hmm. and taping it up and uh i i i don't know i i don't know like i was gonna say we don't see things like that here but the problem is we do see things like that here and then they do everything to like turn it into like this athlete is an asshole um i yeah yep. personally did not like colin kaepernick mostly because he he like 
decimated the Atlanta Falcons in the playoffs. So I was like, <laughs> fuck that guy. But I did not give a shit about him kneeling. I'm like, okay, well, I mean, good for him. Like, I, you know, I support his freedom to, like, do whatever if he wants to kneel during the national anthem. And it just became this, like, vitriolic thing <laughs> that yeah. I did not understand. I was like, why? Why does anybody care that he's protesting? If he wants to protest, that then okay, good for him. Like you don't have to support it. <laughs> yeah, I know. I mean, that's that's the thing is like, yeah, it it's always difficult when you take a stand for something. Um, it's not something I've ever felt like super strongly about. I don't know. It's also not really like my personality type. <laughs> but yeah, yeah, it you know it. Anytime anybody does that, it it never really turns out well. It either, you know, it, it's only going to go like one of two ways. You're going to hear the extremes on like both sides. And you're never going to like see anything anywhere in the middle, which is probably where most people fall of. Okay, great. I'm moving on with life. Yeah. Um, and so Isaac and I completely do not remember the other dude's name. I know he's there all the time, but I do not know his name. Um, or both Nigerian as well. Yeah. And so they tape up their jerseys. Um, I honestly, when I first watched this episode, did not think anybody else was going to do it. I didn't either. So that that's the when Jamie's like throw me the throw me the tape and. Mm-hmm. His reasoning, like, that's the thing. Like, you're not, it's not that he's saying, well, I'm, I'm, I'm standing with you. I'm do the right thing, which would kind of make him look like he's trying to, to win them over. Instead, he just goes, we're a team, right? We got to wear the same kit. Yeah. Yeah. Which, yeah, is, is true. And also another one of those weird um, football rules. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. I, I mean, it's more or less the same in most sports, but uh, yeah, it, it is. Football kits are weird to me anyway. Uh, at some point I'm, I've been meaning to like go off on a tangent on this. I won't do it here, but like their colors are always changing. <laughs> like, it just, it, <laughs> like, <laughs> Like, sometimes they're in green, sometimes they're in orange. Some, and I'm just like, look, man, like, the Falcons take the field. They are, they do wear different colors, but it's always one of three colors. <laughs> White, black, or red. <laughs> like, that's it. Yeah. I, when, I was, when I was playing in college, we had, we had three, we had three kits. We had basically home, which was, like, the darker, was home the darker color? Away was, and away is white. I don't remember. Anyway. And then, like yellow like bright neon yellow (laughs) i think we wore them for like two games or something it was it was it was bizarre but i'm sure there's like a real reason for it but i can't recall off top of my head yeah um so everybody types up their jersey they type over the dubai air sign and we don't like i said we don't get to see any of the the match but we do get to see like the extended version of them taking the field, 
which is something this show has never done a full like the teams walking out together like i know it's a whole thing like if yeah. you actually watch a match um and w- w- the show's never really shown us more than like them exiting the 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 locker room together kind mm-hmm. of yeah um and rebecca gets a uh an email Oh no, a phone call, sorry, from the the guy who uh who had previously said let Sam go, like not ten minutes before. <laughs> and mm-hmm. now he's calling her very pissed off, obviously. And she hangs up with him with the phrase boss ass bitch. <laughs> Should have been the name of this episode. So I agree. I love that. I was like, that's a, that's amazing. <laughs> And uh, then we get we get Sam's accusations at the press conference, calling for investigations, and you know, but that's that's all. Uh, I'm not saying it's not, but I mean, it's just there's not much to go into there. Um, I did at the time think, oh, this is going to be the thing that sends Trent Krim, like this is the thing that's going to make him like huge like that's going to be like some small storyline it's like internationally famous reporter mm. and i mean spoilers that's not what happens <laughs> so <laughs> it is not what happens um and then they're celebrating in the locker room afterwards uh to which sam goes why are we celebrating and they say well we broke the the tie streak yeah <laughs> i guess that's reason to celebrate so um but like I said, not not saying it's a bad episode. Definitely not the best episode of Ted Lasso, but maybe one of the most important ones, especially because it gives you a real, like, it, it brings Sam to the forefront because he's going to become yeah. such a major character um, and really, like, firmly turns the corner for Jamie. Yeah, and I think those are the most important parts about the episode. And then also, I mean, we do get that, a little bit of like closure with the whole Nora storyline, um, yeah. which I don't think I was ever expecting them to to do more than like mention, you know, continue to mention it in passing, or maybe not to continue to mention it at all after after that. And so the fact that they have run an episode and devote so much time to like building that up, I I did I did like that. I thought that was cool. Yeah, uh, I love it when she gives her shit at the restaurant when she leaves to go get the check. She's yeah. like, you 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 are gonna come back, right? Yes. <laughs> I'm kidding. Um, so do do you have a favorite joke? Um, Isn't Roy <laughs> calling Jamie a Muppet? <laughs> I mean, the stuff with Roy is awesome, which we've already called out, and the, the whole scene with um Rebecca and Nora when they're writing the email. I thought that was hysterical. But I think the most like oddball one is uh, at the very beginning of the episode when uh, Shannon gives Ted his coffee and does an impersonation of Coach Beard. <laughs> it just it just was spot on and hilarious. Oh, yeah, you texted I me texted now. it to you and it just I was like I love this show. It's just so funny. <laughs> what you said? Don't don't call me. Hold on, I'm pulling I'm pulling it up. Thankfully, I texted it to you <laughs> so I can do this. Uh, don't call me because he says, "What's the word, Larry Bird?" And, he, yeah. and she says, "Don't call me Larry Bird." And when are we going to win a fucking match? <laughs> <laughs> He's like, "Yep." <laughs> there were a couple of little ones that I caught 
um, uh, one literally on this most recent rewatch right before we recorded, when they go after Jamie in the locker room, uh, uh, they're like, you got us relegated, man. Um, uh, yeah, is it? The Dutch guy. Yes, the Dutch guy. Sorry, Who's you, new to the team? Yeah, you you cut out for a second. <laughs> oh, did you Sorry. catch what he said? <laughs> I, I, this is the first time I caught what he says. I don't know. I don't even know you, but I don't like you. Yes, I got that too. I was like, literally amazing. <laughs> Love it. Um, and Ted says, uh, sorry, Led Tasso says something about, I, somebody makes a weak pass and he goes, that's the weakest pass I've seen since my high school drama teacher asked me to mow his lawn. And I was <laughs> like, oh shit. That's... Oh my God. I just got it. I would like, I don't know why it hurt, took me hearing it multiple times, but I finally just got it. <laughs> it's like, oh my God, man, that is, and it's, it's, and it's such an inoffensive thing that like, it is something Ted would say, cause it's not that offensive, but it is so harsh. It's not something you really think Ted would say. Exactly. <laughs> Well, now that I finally get it, I was like, oh, because I was like, why is he? I was like, I don't get it. Like, why is he saying it that way? <laughs> I'm an idiot, but I get it now. <laughs> um, and then uh, when he tells him to get off the field, it's not really a joke, but it's such a good callback when O'Brien, he's like, what's the matter, O'Brien? Does your butt still hurt? <laughs> so a callback to the end of season one. Uh, is it the end of season one? I th- when he's like, O'Brien sprained his butt or something like that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> and I'm just like, that is such a weird call. That is such a weird callback, but it works. Okay, so spoilers for future stuff. Yep. But, like, okay, I said it. <laughs> like, the fucking, <laughs> like, now that we know Colin, mm-hmm. like, holy shit. <laughs> I know. It's such a big moment. Huge. Like, I totally, like, glossed over that. And Keely was just kind of like, I think when I first watched it, I was being a little bit more maybe, like, thinking he was being more, like, naive about it. Yep. Or it's like, you know what I mean? It's like, oh, I've heard of these things, like Tinder and Grinder, And he just mixed the two of them up, you know? Um, yeah. Yeah. But now, knowing what we know. Um, yep. I was like. It's like, oh, that's crazy. That's again, is it foreshadowing or is it that they're writing things for season three and like they're like, hey, what if we like pay off this, like what you thought was a joke in season two and we find out that Colin's gay? I like, think, no, I think the writing is layered enough that they, they know the major beats that they're trying to hit. And I think Colin coming out is one of them for sure. Yeah, and it's definitely the kind of thing that this show would want to tackle yeah. is, um, you know, homosexuality in sports and mm-hmm. how it's handled and how it's looked upon. Um, I mean, you know, yeah. there are very, very few openly gay athletes in major sports. Yeah. Um, and, and then not just in America, <laughs> like worldwide, man. Yep. Um. So I have, this is not, it's a spoiler, but like, it's a question I wrote down. Do you think that Nate watching 
the other guy, Led Tasso, was any kind of inspiration for, like, his berating style of coaching? No. And here's why. Because we've we've seen so much of it already happen. The the way he treats Will, um, the I mean the way he roasts all of the I think I think what really gives him that drive is when he roasts all the players. Yep. And then they they win. Did yep. they win? Yeah, they did basically I mean and it and it yep. worked. So I think that and so he's like and then he's like gaining more confidence and he's getting more like cocky. He's treating Will like shit, like probably because that's how he was treated. But at the same time, like it doesn't it doesn't really make sense of if he was being treated that way. Like, why would you perpetuate that behavior kind of by? I don't know. Um, it, I, I mean, it, it's unfortunate like that that's but it's not that's the thing about all of it. I think it too real worldly, but like it's it's not untrue. People yeah. who are abused become abusers. It True. happens all the time, yeah. and so it, like even though that's a a way more serious thing to like kind of get into and dissect, like just taking it on as casually as they have so far, um, like it, it's really true to life. You know, it doesn't always happen. Not everybody that gets abused in some form or fashion becomes an abuser, but it happens so much that it's baffling. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, it def- it definitely does. I mean, that's true. It definitely does happen. Um, I feel like there was something else that happened with Nate this episode. I don't. He does say something when when uh, they tell Jamie to get on the. Uh... Uh, not they don't call it practice squad, uh, second team or whatever. Oh, reserves. Yeah, reserves. Um, uh, Nate's like they're gonna tear him apart, and he's like so happy about it. Yeah, and they kind of both just like look at him. I, I've mm-hmm. noticed that a lot more this season of like how Nate initially reacts to things, and then just how Beard and Ted just kind of like look at him. <laughs> Or, like, I mean, Ted will say, he's like, that, you know, he said it in a prior episode, that feels a little bit like a overreaction, or, or yeah. a little harsher, you know, something along those lines. And I guess because we still see, like, it was harder to pick up on initially, because you're still seeing, like, that version of Nate you knew in season one. You don't know what's which, coming. Yeah, which really is Nate, you know, because, like, not to get too much into season three, but uh, it, I'm pretty sure up to where you're at, like, you're still seeing that side of Nate, like, v- and very much like a likable person. Yeah. It's And it's harder to to still hate that guy. I know. Um, because when it comes back out, you're like, well, this is the character I fell in love with in the first place. Like, what? So mm-hmm. how how do we how do we bridge that gap? Like, I don't want to, like, take away his success, but at the same time, it's like, how do we make him back into the character we know and love? Yeah. Um, So the other spoilery thing I wanted to touch on, and I guess this is more an observation, uh, and I I thought about it while I was watching it tonight, um, the whole Rebecca-Sam relationship. uh, Yeah. And how... It doesn't work 
if she had already been like texting with him for like so if she's already texting him before all this happens then it looks like shady like she's mm-hmm. doing something for this guy she's kind of interested in and the way they set it all up like once she finds out later that this is the person she's been chatting back and forth with it actually just makes her appreciate him more because she sees what kind of person he is yeah yeah no i would agree with that um um remind me what is the last thing that's happened in season three that you've seen amsterdam okay the big amsterdam episode okay i think no wait no wait i was gonna say love bombing okay yeah i was gonna say you might be two weeks behind then so um there's a there's a big keely and jack arc yeah okay okay so um i saw that yeah there's some stuff with sam that i can't remember where it falls in the season his restaurant yes his dad yes the same episode i watched that one okay yeah i thought it was but i didn't want to spoil it um and it, it just it I don't know, rewatching this now and seeing this like early stuff with his dad mm-hmm. when we get to meet him, like it it actually made this make more sense to me, if that makes any sense. I would agree. The only thing I noticed is I believe we see a brief glimpse of a picture of his parents. Yeah. Yeah. And then it does not I don't think they had him cast yet. <laughs> yeah, I, I do not think it's the same guy. I, no, it can't be. <laughs> so, um, which is unfortunate, but also it happens. So it, it does. It is a very minor thing, and not something that most people would ever pick up on. But be, probably because I've seen that episode relatively recently, and then we yeah. have this arc. Yeah, that's why it popped out to me. Because Sam owning a restaurant and like going down this path is definitely not something you would have been planting seeds for in. No. Um, it is stuff that they plant seeds for towards the end of season two. Yes. Um, after you know everything that happens with that other guy, but like by then you've already like showed the picture of his parents or, or at least of his dad or I I think there's a picture of his dad on his phone when they call each other. Yeah. Um, I think that's what it was. Oh, I think so, it's parents maybe, but yeah. Um, so yeah, that makes it. You know, it's hard to go back. I mean, you can go back and fix that, but it's also one of those things where it's like, eh. I mean, it doesn't really matter that much. No, um, very few people would even notice it. But yeah, I, of <laughs> two things that, like, if you'd have said in season one, a, you're gonna like Jamie. B, <laughs> the dude that Jamie bullies, like, literally at the beginning of season one, is gonna become one of the biggest characters in the show. Mm-hmm. Like, I would not have believed after the first episode. <laughs> I know. Me either. Me either. Um, but here we are. And Sam, uh, that I I hope that this, like, they all deserve it. But I hope this is his season awards-wise. Because that guy is fucking phenomenal. He is. Yeah. Um. um anyway, so uh, that's all I got. I don't know if you got anything to add or... That sounded, I don't know, <laughs> anything I haven't touched on. 
<laughs> no, I don't think so. We we pretty much covered everything. From my standpoint, there's nothing sticking out that I don't think we didn't talk about. At least not that's anything major. Yeah. Um. So yeah, go check out everything we're doing over at xlingfiles.com. There will be a special episode of the Boring Conversation Anyway podcast, which is not something I ever really promote. But I was hanging out with uh, Spencer and Ezra, as I previously talked about. And we talked about the Mario movie and Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3. There will be spoilers. Um, okay. But, uh, so, uh, yeah, if you haven't seen it, don't listen. It's not major spoilers, but, you know, if you don't want to be spoiled on anything, you shouldn't listen. Um, but it's really cute. I love talking to Ezra. He's so, he's so funny. So, awesome. um, that'll be up by the time you hear this. So if you go over to xwingfiles.com or just look for it on iTunes or the Google podcast app, uh, cause I know we're on there too. So, and if you're watching Superman and Lois, which I actually wrote part of an email I was going to send. And then I got all like, I was like, this is way too like me being emotional and I didn't send it. <laughs> oh, it's okay. We, uh, one of our listeners is a cancer survivor as well. So she, uh, yeah. And she had breast cancer. So she's left us some very emotional voicemails as she's attempting to process this season. It's been hard for her, I think. Yeah. It, it's, it's, I won't say it's been tough to watch. It's been kind of cathartic to watch and very yeah. interesting I don't know, uh, I guess, uh, I guess maybe I haven't, I've listened to some of the episodes, maybe I haven't heard, uh, or I wasn't paying attention. Anyway, my opinion of it is the, despite like all the super heroics, um, like the, like cancer treatment stuff is so fucking on point, like yeah. for what little bit they do, I'm just like, this is exact. Yeah. So. Uh -huh. They did that on they did that on purpose. They did exhaustive research, even down to one of the. Are you up to date? Yes. Okay, so the the one actress who's become becomes bigger, uh, her role becomes a little bit bigger, but she's one of the chemo patients. I mean, she's a cancer survivor as well. Okay, that makes sense. Yeah, I don't think Bitsy is, but they did an absolute ton of research, and she's a phenomenal actress, so she can pull it off. Yeah, um, but yeah, if you're watching that, um, it's been a very good season, very emotional season. Very emotional. Uh, you should definitely be listening to Jess's other podcast, uh, Tomorrow's Legends. Yep, and you can find us pretty much anywhere you listen to audio. We're like, we try to be everywhere, so... Um, they also are covering Jess, isn't They're covering The Flash, right? Yes, they are. They're covering The Flash. I've been told I need to start with the Oliver episode and just watch the rest. The Oliver episode is fine. It's nice to see him back. But yeah, if you're going to see how it ends, I definitely don't watch anything before that. Start with, uh, it's a four-part finale. Yeah. Um, and you'll start with the episode before that and then go into... Uh, the other episodes. Um, I, I, I don't know. It's still not. I, I just I hoped that they would end strong, and I mean I don't know if this is a spoiler, but it literally just goes back into like day one flash shit. 
Yeah, that's yeah. I heard everything quote came full circle, which I feel like I might actually kind of like. I, I like it when a story comes back to the beginning, especially because I feel like this story has to. Yeah. In my opinion, um, my co-host thoroughly enjoyed it. The the one who was really down on it, like it was like, oh god, this. He wanted to do it, and then he's like, oh god, these this episodes have been so terrible he's like this is the best episode ever you have to go and watch it you need to see how they wrap it up it's everything we've been asking for blah 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 so i'm like oh okay well i mean maybe if that's what they've been asking for like i don't know i was like i wanted them to do something different i was like are we fucking here again oh my god it would be that's what i said i was like i wonder how they're gonna i wonder how they're gonna end up bringing it up bringing it all home so i haven't i haven't watched it so but I, um, yeah, yeah, it's uh, yeah, uh, I'm glad it's ending. Um, and I, with the writer strike, I feel like this is probably it for all of that stuff. Like I, yeah, I feel so. like this is gonna be their reason to cut bait, like to just be like, hey, the writer strike, we're not bringing, like we're just gonna cut bait and start over. Like you know, everything will be over after this season. Um, which is a shame, um, but if that is true, I, I, Superman and Lois will be the only. Well, no, Star Girl went out on top. Um, I, I don't think any of them went out like with a good season. Arrow didn't. Flash is not. Batgirl or Batwoman was terrible from the jump. <laughs> uh, well, Le- Legends of Tomorrow's last season was really good. It was um, really. So yeah, legends. Uh, but they Superman ended on Lois. a cliffhanger because they thought they were. Yeah, it. which was a fucking bummer. Um, anyway, yeah. Uh, if you're into those shows, go definitely go check out their podcast because they covered a lot of the lot of that stuff. Yeah. Um, and we'll be back next week talking about episode four. And uh, until then, thanks for coming to our TED talk. <laughs> I do love that. That's a good sign off. Yeah, that's I, I, I thought of it this week and I was like, how did I not think of that before? Um, <laughs> not think of it, steal it, literally stole it. Um, <laughs> but anyway, we'll see you guys next week. Bye.